With training camp set to begin in a few days, we're reviewing my pre-camp 53-man roster projection while also talking dark horse roster candidates and trade candidates today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, folks, it's good to be with you on a special weekend episode of Lockdown Bills where there's just a lot to talk about with this football team. The players report for camp on Tuesday of next week. They practice on Wednesday. And there's some things I want to say before all of that happens. And so in order to do that, had to fit in a little weekend content for you. So hope you enjoy. And I always enjoy talking Buffalo Bills football, so it's not hard for me to uh, find a little time on the weekend to do this. Now, before we get into our subject matter today, I want to say that the next couple of weeks on the podcast are going to be different. And that's just because the news cycle is going to be really, really different. And so with every day there being new things to talk about, I'm going to be pushing out content very quickly. It won't be in the normal, hey, it posts at these times on YouTube and this time on the podcast feed like it normally does. It's going to come fast and it's going to come furious and we're going to post it as we do it. And so keep your head on a swivel. The posting will not be uh, consistently the same time, but it will be regular. You can count on something every day, sometimes maybe even multiple episodes every day. So just make sure that you're subscribed. That way you don't miss a single thing. And then, of course, once training camp kind of works itself through and we get back into a normal uh, rhythm of news, then, you know, we'll go back to those very consistent posting schedules, which I know you enjoy and I enjoy as well. Um, today, we are talking 53-man roster projection before camp. And, and through this, we're going to cover a couple of other things. We're going to talk about trade candidates and we're going to talk about dark horse roster candidates. I thought about doing an entire show for each one of those three, one for the roster projection, one for the dark horse roster candidates, one for the trade candidates. And I thought to myself, well, just do a roster projection and talk about it along the way, and you can fit everything into one show. So that's what we're doing today. Let's get started. All right. Um, we'll go through each position group. I'll tell you who I think makes the roster. I'll tell you who doesn't make the roster, and then the dark horse candidates and trade candidates. Quarterback will be a very boring conversation. I think the Bills keep two quarterbacks. Uh, their last name is both Allen, Josh Allen. Pretty sure he's a roster lock. And Kyle Allen as the QB2. Matt Barkley finds himself most likely on the practice squad. We know that Matt Barkley has a great relationship with Josh Allen. It means a lot to him in terms of uh, preparation throughout the course of the week. He's an asset to him on the sideline, uh, but he's not a roster-worthy quarterback. Um, and so he fits into this mix on the practice squad. 
Running back. Here's where it gets more interesting. I think the Bills keep five running backs, and that includes fullback Reggie Gilliam. So Reggie Gilliam plus James Cook, Damian Harris, Naheem Hines, and Latavius Murray. I think that those five players make their roster. Uh, one player, or well, I want to mention two here in terms of guys I think make the roster. Uh, Latavius Murray is a guy that I, I struggle with a little bit as a for sure one of these guys that makes it. But there's a really large percentage of his contract that's guaranteed. I think it's a pretty good signal that uh, the Bills intend on him being in this mix, or at a minimum, that was necessary to get Murray to sign with the Bills in what looks to be a pretty complicated situation in terms of how you sort out the carries here. Um, I'm thinking that James Cook's going to be the feature back in, in Bills' terms of feature back, but how much of the overall workload is distributed between the likes of Damian Harris, Naheem Hines, and Latavius Murray. Uh, so I, I am feeling pretty good about Murray being in this mix. I do think it is fair to mention Naheem Hines as a potential trade candidate. Uh, I sort of get the impression that the Bills want to keep him and obviously deploy him on special teams, use his speed, his receiving ability offensively. But there is some nice cap relief that the Bills could receive in trading Naheem Hines against the cap this year and next year. And I think that's worth mentioning when we're looking at this through the perspective of also trade candidates in addition to Dark Horse and who makes this roster. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, I think the Bills are going to trade Naheem Hines. I just think it's fair to mention him as a possibility given the Bills do have a good amount of talent at running back, but also the cap relief component of trading Hines at this point for this year and next. And again, I don't know that that's going to happen, but it's worth mentioning. And it's also worth mentioning that Naheem Hines is the highest paid running back on this team, and it's not particularly close. So just a lot of layers to consider when you uh, talk about Naheem Hines. Now, what's also interesting about running back is the only one getting cut is Jordan Mims, right? So you have five rostered running backs, including fullback Reggie Gilliam, and then just one more body, and it's Jordan Mims. And so one of my questions here as we uh, get to training camp is, will the Bills add another running back? And I think that accomplishes two things. First of all, it gives you another body to kind of get through uh, your three preseason games and, of course, training camp, but also gets you more familiar with guys that you can stash on your practice squad. And so with the surplus that the Bills have at some other positions where like wide receiver, there's just so many guys, even the offensive line, there's so many guys. Um, could the Bills move on from one of those players and add another running back? I think from a numbers perspective and balancing, balancing things out, that would make a lot of sense. So uh, that's how I see things shaking out at running back. Wide receiver, I think the Bills will keep six wide receivers, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. Trent Sherfield, Deontay Hardy, Khalil Shakir, and Justin Shorter. I think those are your six that make the roster. And then there's a bunch that get cut. And this is why I, I mentioned wide receiver as a position where you could see one of them getting cut and adding a running back earlier in camp uh, just because you just have such a surplus at wide receiver where Marcel Aitman, Isaiah Coulter, Bryce Thompson, Jalen Wayne, Keyshawn Johnson, Desmond Patton, Tyrell Shavers. That's seven receivers. You got 12, 13 total receivers right now. I think you could probably sacrifice one of them and get yourself 
another running back. Now, I, I think with this mix of guys, there's going to be a couple of them that are put back on the practice squad in terms of the guys that are released. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like Justin Shorter has the upper hand as the wide re- receiver six due to his youth, due to his uh, physical traits, due to him being a rookie draft pick this year. But I do think he does have some form of competition in the form of guys like Isaiah Coulter, Keyshawn Johnson, and Marcel Aitman, who have been in the league for a few years um, and may have something to say about him as a uh, special teams um, player, blocker, size, vertical component. I think you can get some of that in these other players as well. And so I think that's the most competition that you'll see uh, for Justin Shorter, although I do think that he ultimately wins that battle, which gets us to tight end. I think the Bills will keep three tight ends, and that's a little bit more than they typically have kept uh, over the past few years where tight ends haven't always been um, a huge part of the offense. You've seen at times the Bills would only roster two, uh, but I think they will roster three uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, if you want to be a, a more two tight end heavy offense, well, then you're going to need a little bit more depth, and I think that's necessary. But also Quentin Morris as the third tight end has proven himself as a special teams player for you, and uh, I think that's going to be important. So I think they roster three tight ends, uh, Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, Quentin Morris, and then the two guys that are cut are Joel Wilson and Nick Gugamos. I think neither one of them have a path to the roster, uh, barring an injury to Quentin Morris. I don't think either has trade upside or are dark horse candidates. Certainly, you hope one of them is practice squad worthy because uh, you want to have one on your practice squad. But I think if everyone's healthy, this is very cut and dry. Kincaid, Knox, and Morris. All right, folks, we're going to talk offensive line, the entire defense, a lot more to get to here today. Uh, but first, I need to tell you about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, Every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So with the draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round? You will be guaranteed to have a winning one-two punch of workhorse power in your backfield when taking the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, and the Browns, Nick Chubb, back-to-back. While Taylor is a perfect rebound candidate and a more run-friendly overall offense in Indianapolis, Chubb is also set up to dominate with more of the combined workload in Cleveland. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy football championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. 
eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let's go back to the offensive side of the football and finish up with the offensive line before we get into the defense. And I think the offensive line is absolutely a fascinating conversation uh, because you have some really good depth and you have some players you love to keep, but you can't because you just can't keep them all, right? You just have a good surplus here, which means there are some trade candidates along the way here. Um, So here's the nine. I think the Bills keep nine offensive linemen. And we'll start with the easy ones. Mitch Morse, Connor McGovern, Ryan Bates, Spencer Brown, Deion Dawkins, Osiris Torrance. I think those six guys are absolutely making this football team. Then it gets a little bit more interesting. And so here's how I have the rest of it sorting itself out. I have the Bills keeping three more offensive linemen, David Edwards, David Questenbury, and Tommy Doyle, which means there's some good players that are cut. And no matter how you did it, there's going to be some players that are worthwhile uh, being cut. But I'm trying to be predictive with this. This is not who Joe Marino would roster. This is who I think the Bills will roster. And so that means Ike Bucker, Brandon Shell, Nick Broker are all released. I think those are the notable names in addition to Richard Garage, Greg Manns, Ryan Van Denmark, Alec Anderson, and Kevin Jarvis. But what led me to David Edwards, David Questenbury, and Tommy Doyle making the roster over Ike Bucker Brandon Shell and Nick Broker is this. First of all, uh, I went with Questenbury over Shell for two reasons. One, David Questenbury is a far more versatile football player, has experience at right tackle, left tackle, and guard. Brandon Shell has literally only played right tackle in the NFL. So that versatility matters. Also, uh, the fact that he has a year of experience with the team. That's going to give him the upper hand over Brandon Shell, and the guaranteed money discrepancy on the contract is significant. If the Bills were to cut David Questenbury, they'd accumulate $900,000 in dead cap space. If they cut Brandon Shell, it's only $150,000 in dead cap space, and that's very significant and something that anybody should be mindful of when they're making a 53-man roster projection because that absolutely influences these types of decisions. Another reason why... Um, uh, or excuse me, low guaranteed money is also a reason why I had Ike Bucker on the outside looking in. I think the Bills love Ike Bucker. I think there's a good chance he makes the roster, but his guaranteed money on his contract is very, very low. And so that leads me to believe that the Bills look at him as potentially a stash on the practice squad um, type player. And he's been injured. He hasn't put much tape out there over the last couple of seasons. I think the Bills feel like they can maybe get him back on the practice squad. And then Nick Broker as a draft pick, I just think it's an uphill climb for him. Um, I think there's proven players, um, and we're talking about offensive line. I think Nick Broker is modest in terms of traits to develop. I think they'll be hopeful to get him back on the practice squad. Um, but at the end of the day, it might not happen, right? He might be a young player that other teams see and like and wind up wanting to claim off of waivers. And so maybe that makes him a trade candidate. And so I think you look at this group of Ike Bucker, Brandon Shell, Nick Broker, uh, David Edwards, David Questenbury, those five guys are really any one of them. You could talk me into them being a trade candidate because you do have a good surplus here. Uh, but when it comes to sorting out who I think will be on the 53, it's the five starters plus Osiris Torrance, David Edwards, David Questenbury, and Tommy Doyle. So plenty to sort out there with the Bills offensive line situation. Uh, but that's how I see it all unfolding. 
Let's move over to the defensive side of the football where there's a lot of tough decisions to make. Uh, We'll start at defensive end. I do have Von Miller starting the season on the pup list, so that would make him not count against the 53-man roster. And so right now, and this is probably the position group that I feel the least good about in terms of predicting. Uh, Right now I have them keeping four to start the year. Greg Rousseau, Leonard Floyd, A.J. Epinesa, and Shaq Lawson. And that makes for a tough list of guys that don't make it. Shane Ray, Kingsley Jonathan, Boogie Basham, and Cameron Klein. And I have something to say about all of them. We'll start with Boogie Basham. I think Boogie Basham is probably the number one most likely player that I would view as a trade candidate for the team. I think as a recent second-round pick at defensive end with the athletic ceiling that Basham has, I think he will be appealing for other teams, especially some of these rebuilding teams um, that might be looking to take a guy that their scouting staff graded as a day two player and trade a fifth rounder for him uh, three years later and feel like you might get something right. Think about the Cody Ford deal. That's exactly what happened with Cody Ford. The Cardinals gave a fifth round pick for Cody Ford and you know, the bills took him in the second round, wasn't really working out. and the Cardinals found out that he's not very good and he's hurt all the time, but you know, at least they found out. I think when you look at Boogie Basham, a team like the Bears, a team like the Rams should be all over the idea of trading for a Boogie Basham and parting with a fifth round pick. And so I think that's very likely for a number of reasons. The Bills have talent. I think Boogie Basham um, may never really become something for the Bills, recouping something, it's kind of sorting out your own math problem that you have at defensive end just makes a lot of sense. So Boogie Basham, my number one trade candidate for this football team. Now, these other three players are still tough for me to deal with. Shane Ray, I think he can make the roster. I think the Bills will like his story, a redemption-type story. He's obviously um, very athletic, uh, knows Von Miller, and if the Bills really wanted to find a space for him, they could. I look at Kingsley Jonathan as a young player that, you know, played for the Bills in a game. He went to the Bears and was signed to their active roster. Now he's back. I think he's young and intriguing. Could he be a dark horse candidate? I would absolutely label Kingsley Jonathan as a dark horse candidate. And I'm also not sleeping on Cameron Klein, who I think has a lot of that Bill's DNA that they like. I'm not sure he's going to make the roster, but he could be a high priority put him back on the practice squad type player. And so I'm not sleeping on Cameron Klein as well. Uh, The Bills have a lot of options here at edge, and that means there's a lot of trade candidates. I think you could probably apply the trade candidate label to all of them, Shane Ray, Kingsley Jonathan, Boogie Basham, and Cameron Klein. I think that's possible. Um, But Boogie Basham being the kind of the centerpiece of that. So I have Rousseau, Floyd, Epinesa, Lawson making it, Miller to the pup list, and then something's going to happen with the rest of these guys. There could be multiple traded. Obviously, they'll probably want to get a couple back on the practice squad. Uh, But the Bills are really healthy when it comes to defensive end, and it's just kind of a matter of letting the next couple weeks play out and figuring out who the right players are for you to keep. Let's go to defensive tackle. I think the Bills will keep four defensive tackles, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Puna Ford, and Tim Settle. I think Jordan Phillips starts the year on the pup list. He had uh, surgery on his shoulder, I think, like in February, and that's a six-month recovery Um, the bills will probably want to kind of buy some time there make sure that he's fully healthy, make sure he's got his strength back in his shoulder and then, you know, reassess him when he's ready to come off the pup list. And, you know, maybe an injury will take care of the numbers problem, but 
I think to start the year, it might make a lot of sense for him to be on the pup list, which means uh, Ely Anku, Cortez Broughton, DJ Dale, and Kendall Vickers are all um, released, and I'm sure the Bills will want to get a couple of them back on the practice squad. I'm not sure there's much in the way of trade value there. Uh, maybe one of them balls out in preseason and changes that, but I think more likely than not, uh, the Bills roster for Phillips to the pup list, and then you get a couple of these guys, Anku, Broughton, Dale, or Vickers back on the practice squad. All right, we got the back seven on defense in addition to special teams coming up right after a very, very quick break. All right, welcome back. Uh, before we go any further, I would like to invite you to join the Locked On Bills subtext community. We launched it a few months ago. It has been incredible, and it's going to start really heating up now that we are um, about to have the players report for training camp with all the news and all my reactions. And so here's what you get with the Locked On Bills subtext community. Again, there's a link in the show notes for today to join it. So whether you're on YouTube or uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, click on the show notes. You'll see a link to join. Everybody gets a free two-week uh, trial, but here's what you get. You get one-on-one -on -one text conversations with me, which I love, love talking Bills football and then extending that to the subtext community where I'm getting a great opportunity to learn more about the listeners and share stories and obviously share more of myself with you. So I love that. Uh, you get herd mentality priority. There's never been a herd mentality question asked by a subtext subscriber that didn't get it answered on the show. We have some exclusive content, my regular Bills musings text my first reaction to all major Bills news goes to the subtext community. We've done some giveaways. We're going to do another one very soon. Um, and so it's awesome. So check it out. I'm going to be seeking some feedback as well very soon um, on some specific things that we do on the show through the subtext community. So check it out. Again, a link to join in today's show notes. And, of course, a friendly reminder that nothing changes with the normal delivery of this podcast. It is simply a an extra layer of engagement for anybody who might want it. All right, so let's get to the defensive back seven here. We'll go to linebacker. I think the Bills keep six of those. Matt Milano, Terrell Bernard, Tyrell Dotson, Dorian Williams, Tyler Medikavich, and Balen Spector. Uh, that means Traven Howard and A.J. Klein are cut. And I'm not sure either have much trade appeal. Um, you could look at maybe either as a dark horse candidate, especially because they're both veterans, right? A.J. Klein, who's been around Sean McDermott for a long time, a guy that can fill in at a couple of different spots, that can play special teams. I know the Bills like his leadership. Of course, that makes him a dark horse candidate. And Traven Howard, as a very athletic veteran, I'm not sure there's a, a clear path, but if they liked him for special teams and wanted more veteran experience in the linebacker room, considering you have very young players in Bernard and Williams and Spector as half of your room, uh, either first or second year players, you could see the Bills maybe wanting one of those guys back. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, um, but I, I think because they are veterans, it's worth mentioning them as dark horse candidates. So the six that I have making it at linebacker, Milano, Bernard, Tyrell Dotson, Dorian Williams, Tyler Medikavich, and Balen Spector. That gets us to cornerback. I have the Bills keeping... One, two, three, four, five, six cornerbacks. Um, and this was a little bit challenging to sort out, but kind of when you look at corner and safety together, I think that's where it gets challenging. But at corner, I have six, Tredavious White, Taron Johnson, Kyer Elam, Christian Benford, Dane Jackson, and Saran Neal. And 
that leaves Cameron Dantzler, Alex Austin, and Jamarcus Ingram as players on the outside looking in. And I think every one of those three players is interesting to me, where you could look at them as either a trade candidate or a dark horse candidate. And I want to start with Jamarcus Ingram. And I feel like this is a player we need to be very aware of uh, during training camp. There's a lot of momentum here, whether it's Von Miller going out of his way to talk about um, how good he's looked, right? Nobody asked Von Miller about Jamarcus Ingram, but he went out of his way to talk about it. I think that means something. And Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, especially Brandon Bean, have mentioned Jamarcus Ingram, especially when talking about like UDFAs and late round picks and really having a chance to make the Bills roster as like a sales pitch to agents to like, hey, your UDFA can come here and actually have a chance, even though we're deep and talented. Uh, he's brought up Jamarcus Ingram multiple times. And so I just feel like there's a little momentum here. I'm definitely keeping an eye on him as a guy that has a real chance to make this roster. So do not sleep on Jamarcus Ingram. Uh, Alex Austin as a draft pick, he's worth mentioning. I think he needs a lot of help to make the roster. He's going to need injuries to happen, I think, to to crack this 53-man roster. I'm sure the Bills would love to have him back on the practice squad. But there's been a bad history here with stashing these draft picks on the practice squad, whether it's Jack Anderson or Jake Fromm or uh, Rashad Wild Goose, right? These guys just even – he wasn't a draft pick, but Nick McLeod is a guy the Bills stashed and got plucked. You know, this stuff just kind of happens. And so, you know, it's something the Bills will kind of have to deal with. It's a good problem to have. Um, but – you know, Alex Austin, I know, I'm not sure he makes the roster, and then he kind of worry about him as a young player getting plucked. And then Cam Dantzler, um, I think he's definitely a trade candidate. Um, started some games for Minnesota, had some good games, was released. You kind of wondered if that was more because he wasn't part of the regime in place that drafted him. He was part of the previous regime, and they were kind of moving on from players. I mean, Minnesota's been moving on from players left and right here um, over the last – few months uh, since Kwesi took over as the GM. And so, you know, could the Bills showcase him well in preseason and then flip him? I think that's a possibility. So I definitely look at Cam Dantzler as both, uh, well, I'm really not so much a dark horse, dark horse candidate as I do a trade candidate, which is gets us to safety as the last position. And I think that I have the Bills keeping five, and this is a little bit different than what's normal, but I think they have a lot of options here. So the five that I think make it are Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Taylor Rapp, and then DeMar Hamlin and Cam Lewis making this roster. Um, I just feel really good about Cam Lewis. I think with his versatility, corner, outside, inside slot, safety, special teams, guy that's been around, I, I think he's I think he's a real serious contender to make it. Uh, I'm not saying like He's a lock, but as one of my Joe Marino specials, if you will, in terms of how I see this unfolding, he's a guy that I really wanted to 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 have on there. And then Demar Hamlin, it just you know, it's a it's a delicate situation, but I, I think if he does make this roster, having a, another fourth safety as a hedge like a Cam Lewis, uh, who can also help you on special teams, makes that even more necessary. Now maybe the next few weeks will unfold and you know, DeMar Hamlin is all go and there's no issues, then you can reassess this. But as I consider it right now, and you're kind of the impression that we got that, you know, he wasn't doing everything during OTAs. You know, I'm just curious to see this all play out. So I have him in right now. And I think that his presence as a yes for me right now 
further makes me feel good about Cam Lewis as a yes, uh, which means Jared Maiden, Zane Anderson, and Dean Marlowe don't make it. And maybe you don't think much of that group of players, but Jared Maiden and Dean Marlowe were on this team down the stretch last year, and Zane Anderson was the first player they acquired this offseason. All veterans, especially Dean Marlowe. And so I'm sure you have a couple guys you love to get back on the practice squad here. Um, not sure there's real trade interest possibilities from any of these players. Maybe Jared Maiden if he looks good in preseason, but you know safeties are always challenging because there's so many good ones. There's a lot of good ones that aren't even on teams right now. And so expecting to get something for your bottom-of-the-barrel safeties I think is pretty unlikely. And that leads us to specialists. This is cut and dry. There's not even competition. Reed Ferguson, Tyler Bass, Sam Martin, that's your long snapper, kicker, and punter. And uh, hopefully they all stay healthy and we don't have to worry about long snappers, kickers, or punters. So there you have it. My 53-man roster projection entering training camp. Gave you a bunch of dark horse roster candidates. Some of the big ones I want you to remember are Jamarcus Ingram. Um, I think he's definitely one to really to really monitor and, and trade candidates. Boogie Basham, some of that offensive line depth, some of those edge players. Uh, I think those are are worthwhile and uh, should be fun to watch this all play out, right? Uh, you got training camp practices and preseason games to really figure this out. Um, I'll have more to share about what I'm going to do at training camp. I'm definitely planning on being there, um, and I'll let you know what dates. Those are going to be very, very soon, uh, but I'll be taking in some firsthand practices, and you know, obviously I'm excited to share what I observe with my own eyes those days. So a lot coming here on the podcast. It's going to be a really busy stretch. I mean – it's always busy. We do a daily podcast, but with the amount of information that's coming, there's going to be a lot to dissect. So really, I encourage you to subscribe. If you like what's happening here, tell someone, like tell your friends, share it on social media. Um, would love to um, grow together, right? And and uh, obviously, this is a great opportunity to do that. So take that moment to rate, review, share, subscribe. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again very, very soon.